May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. October is the month in the church when we do a lot of counting. We have to count congregational numbers for our attendance statistics, attendance at services, and occasional offices, and they are sent to the diocese and to uh, the national uh, committees uh, for number crunching. And it does make some interesting reading. Uh, the October count, as they call it, uh, is the count of a number of people attending the church for services and other acts of worship during that four week, the first four weeks in October. Last year's figures in the diocese indicate... Are you ready for this statistic? That approximately half the worshippers are aged under 50, half of those are aged under 18, and half are aged between 18 and 49. Very good. Uh, we at the cathedral go one step further. You may not be aware, but in the grand entrance, you are being what? We have a special camera. I am told it doesn't show much detail. <laughs> Thankfully. But we do have a counting camera, and we can find out how many people come through the door at certain times in the day, and it makes for very interesting reading. Uh, when this was first uh, put in uh, during the reordering, I thought as canon missioner, of course, clearly a canon missioner, I've got to keep the numbers up. So I was completely exhausted by running through the Parker transept, back through the grand entrance, at least 30 times a day just to keep the numbers up. It didn't quite work like that. But the camera is amazing. It will count people coming into the cathedral. Not It's... I'm not sure how exact a science it is, but it gives us a very good indication of how many people come through the door. Uh, we can also find out uh, how many cups of coffee and piece of cake are sold throughout the day and the times of day. Now, I have got to be honest and say, thankfully, it doesn't say who bought the coffee and cake. But it's interesting, isn't it? We can see, we can see the graph where the coffee shop opens in the morning and it will tell us what people are buying and what sort of coffee they are buying. You see, like I'm saying, you're being watched. And we can work out when there is a spike. Clearly, around about half past ten, there's a spike for coffee. And you'll see the clergy scuttling in with their reusable coffee mugs and hopefully a plate covered with a napkin. It's nothing religious, it's just to cover up the large piece of cake that Canon Farrow is taking to his office. And it will tell us who, uh, how many people are buying what. Also in the gift shop, it's not the camera, this is the till, by the way, uh, it will tell us how many uh, greetings cards are bought at 10 o'clock, how many uh, little trinkets are bought and what type of trinket it is, whether they're buying a candle or a book or a... Uh, a large cylinder of biscuits. See the theme here that my, my uh, uh, buying strategy is? And it's interesting. We can work all this out and see sort of patterns emerging. It's not rocket science, as they say. We also know 
that there are used in the cathedral throughout the year uh, about 50,000 50,000 small prayer candles each year each one represents a prayer or a person coming and seeking spiritual help for many 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 decades in this cathedral church sermon length has always been monitored but we have no statistics for that yet thankfully we have no way of knowing what people generally speaking are praying other than the prayer sheet at the back people can write their prayers but generally when people come and light a candle we have no mechanism no camera no electronic device to work out what people are praying or even worse what level of faith they have we haven't got a graph for that thankfully we do not know what they are saying to God there are faithful people day by day coming and making contact with God here in this place and now and again as clergy and ministers we are privileged to hear some people's stories stories of pain and loss stories of great thankfulness and joy some come back time and time again there are those who we can virtually uh, put our watches correct when they visit to light a candle or just to come to stand at one of the side chapels there are some faithful prayers who visit this place they are persistent in prayer and these are some of the things we will never be able to quantify and canon farrow will never be able to put on his pie chart or his graph and present it to chapter they are known thankfully only to god jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart the gospel reading today is a parable about persistence perseverance and this parable is apparently only found in luke's gospel and it's part of a whole discourse that jesus is teaching about the end times now in not many weeks we'll be in that season of advent when we watch and we wait and we long for the appearance of christ we'll be called to look up for our redemption is drawing close i must be careful not to preach an advent sermon because i think i'm preaching advent sunday i don't want to steal my own thunder but perhaps all our sermons are just that they are encouraging us to long and look up for our redemption is drawing close the church is called at the very end of the new testament to pray maranatha which means come lord jesus this story is about perseverance justice and hope it looked like a terribly hopeless situation here was a widow and the minute jesus mentioned a widow to his hearers they immediately would think well here is somebody who is in a very vulnerable situation their situation is precarious she was a woman who was longing for justice we're not told what the situation was 
But there was something affecting her life, something in her life that she needed assistance. She needed the judge to give her justice. She had a deep, deep longing for justice. The judge, clearly a hard person, at his own admission. Jesus tells him to listen to what the judge says. Listen to what the judge says about himself. This judge has got the measure of himself. He says, well, I neither fear God or respect no one. Perhaps not two characteristics that ought to be found in a judge. The hearers would have thought, it could not get worse for this widow. This is a hopeless situation. Enough to make you give up and settle for your lot. Put it all behind you. Just be thankful. Don't keep trying and trying and trying and trying. Come to terms with your disappointment. Because the judge is immovable. I wonder for ourselves, what are those situations which attempt to bring us to that conclusion? Sometimes in our life, there are times when we long for justice, mercy, and hope. And we can all fall prey to giving up and just coming to terms with our situation. There is much which can bring us to the point of losing heart. But the church is a place, a community, where hope, perseverance, and justice should be found beyond measure. Day by day we make the prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The widow's persistence brought the judge to the point of recalculating his response. He says, she'll wear me out. The original meaning of that was he thought that things were getting so extreme that he was going to get a hit under the eye. Now, I'm not uh, uh, advocating violence to get justice, but this is what the root of that meant for him. I'd better be careful because I'm going to get a whop under the eye if I'm not careful. I'll have to reassess the situation. Now, we must be very careful with this parable. Not to fall into the trap, to think that somehow God is like that unjust judge. That we've got to keep banging on heaven's door in such a way to try to change God's mind. Or to bring it to a point of reassessing the situation. For Jesus says, And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The antidote for a flagging faith is the knowledge that God is not like the unjust judge. The promise is that we have a God of justice. We have a sure hope, and so we persevere and persist and continue in our prayers. As a place for all people, our calling is not just to see an increase in the amount of coffee and cake sold at 11 a.m. or the greetings card, or dare I say, angels, don't forget the angels, they're coming, at 3 p.m. 
or the amount of prayer candles which are lit. But it's our job to make this place a place where people find a quality of hope, perseverance and justice. That when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith on earth. You can't really measure it. But let us continue to pray always and not lose heart. Amen.